Welcome to the Make Light Show, the podcast that's all about curating meaning and joy in a light-filled life and part of the Life Listened Podcast Network. I'm Karen Walrand, photographer, leadership coach, and author of The Beauty of Different, Observations of a Confident Misfit. Join me as I answer your questions about how to make light in an occasionally dark world. And together, we'll prove that positivity, creativity, and kindness, both to yourself and to others, make the world go round. Welcome back, friends. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, journaling. So I'm particularly grateful to Jill for asking this question. She writes, Karen, I've noticed that you talk a lot about journaling, and I'm really intrigued by the journaling pages that you sometimes share on your social media. I love the idea of journaling, but I can never seem to get started actually doing it. I'm not artistic, and I've never considered myself a writer, but I know that there are benefits to journaling. Do you have any tips on how to get started? Thanks so much for your question, Jill. You're right. There are many benefits to journaling, including improved communication skills, achieving your goals, strengthening your self-discipline, boosting your memory and comprehension, so many more. I'm pretty passionate about journaling, but the truth is that I came late to journaling myself for many of the reasons that you articulate. I didn't consider myself a writer. I thought you had to be artistic to be a journaler. And of course, there was the dreaded fear that someone would steal my journal and read my innermost thoughts and feelings. But since diving into journaling, I've discovered that my journal acts way more like a tool, a device to help keep me organized and more productive. I love journaling because it's a way to clear my mind. I found that when I start my day journaling, I can clear out the clutter so I can focus on what's really important in my day. Also, it's a way for me to slow down and work through my problems. There's something about writing your thoughts down longhand. It's so much slower than typing. And the process of slowing down helps me think clearly. It's amazing how many times I've journaled and something I've been struggling with for days suddenly comes clear on the page as I write about it. And finally, it's a way to keep my days organized by writing everything down, messages, doodles, passing thoughts, but especially my to-do lists, and having them all in one place. I'm able to have a record of everything that goes on in my days, which means that often I can use my journal to jog my memory about past events or have a record of salient points from telephone meetings or conferences. So, as you've probably guessed by now, my way of journaling is far more relaxed than a formal Dear Diary approach, with far less structure than you're probably used to hearing about. So for this episode of the Make Light Show, I'm going to share with you how I journal so that hopefully you're inspired to start your own journal. It's actually really easy. In fact, I generally only have two simple rules. Rule number one, no ripping any pages out of your journal. When you first start journaling, there's a temptation to rip out the pages that don't seem perfect. Resist this temptation. My way of journaling isn't about perfection. It's simply about capturing your thoughts or whims, however fleeting or random they might be. If the marks you've made on a particular page bother you, then simply turn the page and start again on a blank one. So in other words, if you make a mistake, or you try doodling something that you decide you don't like, or you don't think it's neat enough, or heck, someone rests their coffee cup on the open page, leaving a ring stain, it stays in the book. 
I know this might feel frustrating at first, but just trust me on this. Years from now, after you've forgotten about it, you'll come across the scribble or the coffee stain, and you might actually be charmed by it. In fact, you might even find that the annoying scribble holds the nugget to a really great idea. Rule number two, keep your journal on you. Your journal should be your constant companion, easily accessible at a moment's notice. That way, if you find yourself somewhere with a few minutes to spare, you can just whip out your journal and jot down your thoughts. And that's it. Those are the only two rules. Pretty easy, right? As far as tools, since I have that rule about not tearing out pages, I tend to never buy spiral-bound journals, since the temptation to rip out a page is just way too strong. Instead, I usually get the unlined versions so that I can write as big or as small as I want, and I buy tightly bound journals like moleskines so that I just, it's way too hard to tear the pages out. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. Just get whatever feels right. And since you're going to be taking it with you, on have it on you as much as possible, and I'll talk about why in a minute, be sure to get a size that's big enough to write in, but portable enough to throw in your handbag or your backpack. In addition to journals, I have a favorite pen that I always use, the Papermate Flare, in case you're interested. Whatever pen you use, just make sure it's the kind of pen you like writing with most. Everything about using your journal should feel like a joy. Okay, so here's how I use my journal, and the way that I'm going to describe it is going to go from least complicated to more artistically adventurous. To be clear, I am not suggesting you use your journal in all of these ways. You might decide to use your journal in only one way, or you might come up with an entirely different way to use your journal. This is all for just inspiration purposes. My general philosophy is, however, that you should use your journal simply as a way of capturing ephemera, mundane tasks, messy thoughts, random musings, not to mention sudden and unexpected flashes of insight and inspiration. In other words, your journal is simply a place to capture your life, nothing more. To that end, at its most basic, my journal acts as a scratch pad and a repository for to-do lists. There is nothing like a to-do list or a scratch pad to make your journal seem a little less precious and more like a tool, which is really the point. To-do lists are, of course, easy. Every day, I make a list of what I want to accomplish that day, and there's just something so satisfying about scratching through the items I have to do as I get them done. And besides, having all of my to-do lists in one place is convenient. I can go back and remember when I did something. Or if I fail to do something one day, I simply move that item to the following day's list. And then, and this is the part that might seem unlike how you've ever heard about journaling being done, I keep my journal with me for the rest of the day and use the pages following my to-do list like a scratch pad. Someone calls and leaves a message for my husband or daughter, I write it down there. Do I need to make a grocery list? I write it down in the journal. Am I on a telephone conference and I need to jot down notes? In the journal it goes. Planning a trip? The packing list goes in the pages. Ideas for blog posts, names of bottles of wine I want to remember, even brainstorming ideas when I sit in the carpool line waiting for my daughter to come out of school. Anything that I would scratch on a piece of paper or even a napkin happens in my journal. The beauty of this is because my journal is chronological, I'm able to go find things, notes, ideas, and so on easily. It's been a great way to organize my life. 
and an easy way to start journaling without feeling too exposed or weird about it. And in the end, ultimately, it's a great record of your life, having all those things together in chronological order. It's just a book that you will be treasure for years to come. Okay, so that's the first and the easiest way that I use my journal, to-do list and scratch pad. The second way I use my journal is by writing to morning pages. This idea is actually from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, and I'll include a link to the book in the show notes. And the concept is this. First thing in the morning, before I even turn on my computer, I write at least two pages. The Artist's Way actually suggests three pages of whatever comes to my head, completely stream of consciousness, without any particular attention to spelling or grammar, simply spilling all the thoughts that are cluttering my mind every morning. To be honest with you, I rarely even go back and read these pages. But what I found is that just the process of spilling, just doing this, clears my head for the day and gets rid of the superfluous thoughts so I can focus on what's really important for me for that day. It's just a nice little clearing exercise. One tip that my friend Jen, who journals a lot, gave me is that I really try to maintain is that I try to do the to-do list and the morning pages before I turn on my computer. That way I can make sure to focus on what's important to me for the day before my email, email inbox decides to rule my world. I feel like my email should supplement what I want to accomplish for the day, not take it over. Also, for the record, please note that it might feel better for you to be like my mom. After I got her into journaling, she discovered that she prefers to do her morning pages at night and her to-do list for the next day, the night before. I don't really think it matters when you do these, as long as a habit is developed, provided that you adhere to the two rules that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Don't rip the pages out and keep your journal with you all day. Ultimately, the point is to spend some time every day focusing on getting your thoughts down on paper. Feel free to do it during the time of day that feels the best for you. Okay, so we've talked about to-do lists, scratch pads, morning pages. The next way I use my journal is as a scrapbook and a photo album. Now, wait, before you run away screaming, let me just say this up front. A, I do not scrapbook in the way that scrapbook has come to mean. And B, I am horrible about putting photographs in albums. Yes, I am a photographer. And yes, I know that's a really sad statement. But since I do journal every day, I found a couple of ways to make sure that I also capture memories in a way that doesn't seem like a chore, or even a huge chunk of my time. First, whenever I come across a piece of paper I love, somebody sends me a pretty postcard, for example, or I get a fortune from a fortune cookie that I like, or my daughter draws me a picture that I want to save, I just glue it right into the pages of my journal, in the next available blank page I have. Sometimes I caption them, sometimes I don't. And if I happen to be somewhere where I don't have glue or tape, no worries, I just... The journals that I use have little pockets in the back of them, and so I just save the piece of paper there until I can get to them. When the pocket in the back of the journal gets too fat, I know it's time to start gluing. Incidentally, however, I did find these awesome adhesive pockets that you can get pretty much in any office supply store. I'll share the link in the show notes. And these pockets have a clear window and conveniently hold four by six inch photos. So every now and then, I print some of my favorite images 
or if I'm cleaning out a closet and stumble upon some old snapshots, I grab one of these adhesive pockets, stick the photo inside so you can see the image through the window, slap that baby in my journal, and bam, instant photo album. The pockets are really great for anything you don't want to glue down. Polaroids, a handwritten note that has writing on the front and the back, whatever. There's no rhyme or reason to how I place them in my journal either. I Remember, I just do this chronologically on the next available page. Nothing more fancy than that. And yet, when I go back through old uh, journals, I'm always charmed at what I find in the pages. Okay. So now we've come to the final way that I use my journal. And I'm going to be honest with you, this might be the most vulnerable way. Sometimes in my journal, I color or doodle or collage or sketch or write favorite quotes, just generally make a mess. Over the years, I've become really taken with the concept of art journaling, not just writing down thoughts, but expressing my thoughts through art. Now, I have never considered myself much of an artist in the traditional sense of the world. In fact, when I was in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher on my report card specifically said that I don't show any artistic ability. But since a journal is ostensibly a very private thing, I found that my journal is where I can play around with art and color and sketching without risking anyone else judging my work. I love color, and when I first began journaling, sometimes I would just paint a page with a watercolor, just some blue or green or purple, just to have a page that was different from a plain white page to write my thoughts on. But since then, I've also started just playing with the pages by doodling or using fat-colored pens to write down favorite quotes that I come across or cutting out things really inspiring words or images from magazines and gluing them in the pages, just generally making a mess in the journal. Now, for those of you who don't consider yourself artistic, I realize that this might feel like the most risky thing to do in a journal, but remember, no one sees these pages but you. This is just for playing around. And in fact, I often do this sitting in front of the television watching a movie on the weekend, just playing. It's something to do rather than surf the web, you know, just just make a mess. So that's how I journal. And again, remember, to make a journal a journal, you don't have to do all of these things. You might just do some of them. Or you might do none of them and come up with ideas all of your own. But I think the practice of just handwriting things on paper is meditative. And it certainly helps me organize my life. And remember, the result, even the pages with coffee rings on them, often make just for a beautiful record of a messy life. So that's it, Jill. I hope that this helps you get started on your own journal and gives you some ideas just to help you begin. The main thing is just to take that first step and start to play and see what comes up. As I've mentioned, I'm going to leave tons of links in the show notes showing some of my favorite tools some places both on and off the web where I found inspiration, that sort of thing. So um, as always, if you are an avid journaler, or even if you're just getting started, I would love to hear what kinds of things work for you. Do you have any other favorite places to find inspiration? I really, really value your wisdom on this. Please share your thoughts in the comments. And as usual, if you find yourself talking about today's episode on social media, 
don't forget to use hashtag make light show so I can find you. That's it for today, friends. If you're looking for more ways to make more life in your life, light in your life, but you find yourself stuck, just send me an email with any questions or challenges you'd like me to tackle to Karen at themakelightshow.com. And like Jill, you might just hear an answer to your question on an upcoming episode of The Make Light Show. I'm Karen Walrand, and I'll be back next week with all new tips and tricks to make light. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. Thrive on, friends. <laughs>